Well, y'all got the main bros. Excuse me. Monday Night Raw. Watch out for that corona. Now, we have the performance center still emanating. Very glad that it's happening. We're going to try to run through this because we had uh, I had the, the recording difficulty. So, uh, I don't even want to run through this in like particular order, but I guess that's what we're going to do anyway. <coughs> Excuse me. Undertaker Cup promo of 2020. Hands down. Uh, Becky looked hilarious waiting out there for damn near an hour uh, to sit through the triple threat match. Everyone looked great. The match went a lot longer than what I thought it did during the actual live event last year. or, or Yeah, last year. Um, I thought it went well. That was cool and it was fun. I don't know how long we're going to be. We might be a lot faster this time. Uh, Alistair Black took on Jason Cade. Kicked the shit out of him real, real fast. Game over on that. Alistair Black did whatever he had to do. Came through five minutes. Jobbed up. Excuse me. Let's move forward. KO cut a mean promo after taking the L to Rollins. Picking up a pin over Angel Garza. But Garza looks normal with us now. Like He, he looks like a mainstay on the main roster. Austin Theory made his debut because Andrade got injured ribs. Zelina Vega being a little Heyman bringing on all of these uh, different faces. I think that's a very good look. It's working out. And uh, it makes everyone look very good, in my opinion. Um, Edge addressed Randy Orton, cut a great promo. Uh, look, those two, at this point, they, they're going to have a good match. And it's going into the show. Top three most most anticipated storylines. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a good match. Everyone's excited about it. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how these guys mix it up in the ring. Oscar uh, took on NXT's Caden Carter, and you know it was a good match. Oscar needed that win after the surprising victory was you know, surprising loss to Alexa Bliss. Uh, last week on SmackDown, uh, wow, you know, everybody was a, felt a little bit of a way about that, myself included, and I have nothing against Alexa Bliss at all, but that was a little go crazy, like, say what? Like, how does this even happen? But it's, it's all right, no, no, no worries. Uh, moving forward, what did we have next? Was that everything? Was that raw? Oh, no, no, no. Then we had, uh, Paul Heyman. Uh, address Drew McIntyre and make a very bold, bold claim, which I thought was quite hilarious. He guaranteed that Brock Lesnar would be champion next year also, and they'd be doing the same thing. Paul Heyman has, you know, kicked real shit about Brock Lesnar, uh, you know, just being a dominant, you know, superstar throughout his tenure, and it's not something one can disagree with. So, I thought that all went well. I thought uh, Monday Night Raw was a lot of fun. Sorry I couldn't go into crazy detail. I'll try to do one more quick run-through just to put some uh, actual, you know, uh, sauce on this. But uh, I didn't know that AJ and uh, Michelle McCool were doing the same finisher. <coughs> Excuse me. I thought that was a good little element to be uh, scripted in. I think Michelle McCool now knows that WWE definitely has not forgotten about her. If anything, that was a way to to maintain relevance. And I'm not saying that like we forgot about Michelle McCool. I wasn't personally around for that era, but I definitely heard her name enough times while I wasn't watching to know that she existed. Then 
you know, she's dealing with the dead man. And with her not getting the clout that she thought she deserved, and she, you know, demonstrated her worth, now we're seeing her all in the storylines, which is another one of the more anticipated matches going into Mania. A little bit of a cheap heat angle, but I'm not really upset about it. Only because, I mean, there's so much going on, and you got to make interest in these matches somehow, somewhere. Uh... Shayna and Becky, I mean, Shayna slamming Becky into the side of the thing and the side of the announce table. Good move, good look. I think that both of them are going to, uh, I think they're gonna, they're gonna show and prove. I think they're gonna really give us something to, to enjoy. And right now they're tied up momentum wise, so you really don't know who's gonna win. Oh, Shayna Baszler's gonna go in there and win. And she'll definitely be considered one of the more dominant types. I don't know if that's the storyline they want to go with. I think Becky might retain that mania. I'm not one to predict, but I do think that uh, Becky is like. And people might be bored with Becky, but I think they could they could have this rivalry going on for a little bit longer, you know. And I mean, whenever Ronda's coming back, you know, I think this will this will serve to be some of the fuel for that stuff. So good, good, good. Let's get whatever next one. Alistair Black kicking the shot, people. Nothing new. I don't, I'm not upset about it being enhancement talent because Alice the Black is somebody that backstage and the shadows of Gorilla look like they're trying to, you know, take to the next level. Um, uh, Edge's promo, I'm trying to remember certain details of it so we could try to, you know, just go into that a little more, but it's, uh, it's escaping, but only because we're in such a quick moment. But I know that Edge went in there and he was, he's kicking his shit. He was unafraid, he was unbothered, and he went in and was, you know, he, he was, he's very passionate, and that's really what the promo work was all about that night, last night, everyone went out there and killed their promos, a much better setting, and uh, during these little times of, you know, the in-between, the, uh, an almost off-season, if you will, for the fans, I think that the superstars are totally taking advantage of the setting, so, yeah, Oscar, great on commentary. She, I, I said it last night, 65, 35, aggressive and wacky. Like, can't be too wacky because it just looks like you, like, like we don't need Oscar tap dancing for Japan. We need Oscar being just the empress of, excuse me, the empress of tomorrow. No Kyrie Sane, but it's okay. I hope she's all right. And, um, yeah, Paul Heyman, Drew McIntyre this week, we got, uh, we got Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. So Drew McIntyre is, uh, we're just going to see how things go. Uh, I'm assuming, well, one of these days because WrestleMania is clearly too big for one night. Uh, that was the podcast, about under 10 minutes. I am mad. That was pretty cool. Uh, I definitely had a lot more that I said, but, you know, uh, audio recording issues. So we'll just deal with it. But that was my feels on Monday Night Raw. I thought it was pretty fun. I thought it was a good show, flowed by. It was a little ongoing, but at the same time, with all things considered, it was definitely a good show by WWE. Could they have done better? Well, we could always do better, but they could have totally called that in and called it a go-home, and they didn't. They gave us a little bit of something. Oh, Austin Theory needs to know when to catch the superstars. That's a key. It's very important. And I'm not really, like, sold on him. You know what I mean? I think he's he's Okay. I mean, he's got the look, he's got the muscles, you know, but he, in the moment, and I'm not saying it's in any, it's not a bad way, but for right now, he's still a little unproven. 
at least as far as the, the main rosters go, NXT, Raw, SmackDown. So he's still coming up. They, they're giving him opportunities. Last night was a little crazy. Not going front. It looked great. But we do want the safety of the superstars to be at the top of the list. So just be a little more conscientious of what what the next spot is going to be in the match. You know, it's all good, though. Thought that was pretty, that was pretty cool. See, Montez make that crazy-ass sleep of faith and then just land. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, I was trying to tell myself that he landed. Like, it just sounded bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think I said he his feet hit hit the ramp. It hit the steel ramp, and that's why it sounded so crazy. And it's like, nah, he took a whole bump, bro. And it's like, well, damn. You know, luckily Montez is, you know, he ain't no punk. So he got up from that good. Ford, great, great bumps. He's making them look strong as far as, like, tag team wrestling goes. I thought it was just a good match all in all. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I got kind of more thoughts, but we're going to say it all day talking about that, and I'd rather not. So... Shout out to everybody to bring the podcast each week. I will. Uh, oh, what was it? Edge said Randy like the Edge lights a fire in Randy, and no one else noticed. I mean, everyone else notices it, but Randy. I got no words for it. I think. Uh, I think that Randy and the Kate and Helen the Cell with Jeff Hardy showed us what type of fire he had. Randy getting in there with Brock Lesnar and getting his ass kicked, knowing he was going to get his ass kicked. Took a wild elbow. I think he still got that scar to this day, to this day. He still got that scar from the Allen and Cell match with Jeff Hardy. Look, at the end of the day, ain't no question about the fire inside of Randy Orton. It's clearly a flame inside of Edge. Both of these highly compostable elements, extremely flammable, and with that, we're just going to be very excited about uh, WrestleMania, which is too big for just one night. Uh, hope for the best. It'll be streaming on WWE Network this weekend. I'll be paying attention. And, um, you know, hopefully I get to highlight y'all next week uh, with the recap and review. But I will catch you guys later on this week either way. Thanks for listening. Peace.